Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Stress Management with Dr. Katie Knoll. Dr. Katie Knoll is a Florida mathematician, a TEDx speaker, a professional member of the National Speakers Association, and an advanced certified practitioner in an emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT or tapping. Dr. Knoll enjoys showing others how to dissolve their waffles worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. Thank you, Dr. Katie Nall, for joining the Launch Podcast today. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, Allison, first of all, thank you so much for this podcast and for this opportunity to explain uh, what it is I do. So I've given a TEDx talk, and I'm a Florida mathematician. Um, who helps people dissolve their waffles, dissolve their worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. I'm um, reluctantly married for 48 years. Uh, We're still trying to figure out if it's going to (laughs) work. I'm the mother of three perfect children. They all became perfect when they moved out of the house. And we have five adorable granddaughters. Uh, So that's pretty much me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You're trying to figure out if it's going to work. I love that. (laughs) Wonderful. So what is your main passion or purpose in life? So my main passion and my main purpose, Allison, is to be able to share this technique so that others can learn how to actually dissolve their own waffles so that they can have control over their emotions. You know, 80% of medical visits are triggered because of stress. And once people know how to recognize and manage their own stress, mm-hmm. they can be so much more healthy and they can be much more productive. You know, in our world that we've had in the last few months, it has been very stressful. And knowing what to do about it, to acknowledge it, where they find it in their body, and to be able to release it. Because if you think about the word emotion, right, it's, it's emotion. So when we have an emotional response to something, we should feel that emotion and accept it, but then we should release it and allow it to move on. Just do that word, emotion. (laughs) Mm, That's such a great point. And I think, you know, over the last year, especially, we've had so many different emotions coming to us. And uh, whether it's, you know, the stress of trying to navigate work or family or, you know, what's happening in the world, there's just so many different emotions. And if perhaps you aren't even aware of the fact that you need to process those emotions and that they, they will live in your body. Um, You know, that can lead to more sickness or illness or stress related issues. And I'm very passionate about making sure that especially leaders understand this, because I think as leaders, we have people that are looking to us to lead Mm -hmm. them. And if we're not processing our emotions or aren't even aware that those emotions are impacting us, it's hard to move forward. I'm so excited to talk about this. So you talked about waffles and I love that. Um, Waffles are worries, anxieties, fears, frustrations, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. And if you're alive, if you're a human, you have 
experienced one of these at least, right? And it's likely that especially in the last few months, you've maybe experienced a lot of them. As I'm speaking to leaders all over the globe, they're in survival mode right now. And so they are living in this place. And so that's why I'm super excited to learn more about this and learn about how we can really process that emotion. You have a technique to help us, and and I love this idea, feel lighter. Wouldn't it be Mm -hmm. lovely if we felt lighter and just kind of more like ourselves? Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. So in 2010, when I was doing research for my uh, PhD in math education, I wanted to help students overcome their fear, anxiety, and worry about math and test taking. And I could find nothing until I ran into Nick and Jennifer uh, Ortner's uh, Tapping Summit. I learned all about emotional freedom technique, um, which is called EFT or tapping, and started practicing on students. And one by one, they were coming back and saying, I've never done this well in math before. And I've got 100 on my test. I've never done that. I was like, huh, I really wonder if this is going to work. So I had bought the book and bought the DVD and trained myself. And then I thought, I probably should get training because I really don't know what I'm doing. And as it turned out, Allison, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how we start. That's okay. That's how we start. But I now have gone through level one, level two, level three. I've gone through trauma training. Uh, also quantum, which that's a whole interesting kind of past lives kind of thing. And now I'm a master trainer offering classes myself and also um, a supervisor. So I can supervise others as they are going through uh, tapping. It is an amazing resource that I use not only with students all over the globe, but it's also allowed me to help others overcome their waffles. I've had, uh, can I tell you a few examples? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's what I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> so I've had, uh, had students who live in Switzerland and are going to boarding school in uh, Luxembourg, I believe, and were struggling because they wanted to get their best math scores. And so we did tapping and their confidence level went up and um, also their, uh, their math ability went up. I had a student who had taken the SAT, which is a scholastic aptitude test for high school students to, for college admissions. And she had done well and she could have gotten into the, the schools that she wanted to. But in her heart, Allison, she really felt like she could do better. You know, you know how you feel like, oh, I, I think I can do it again. So she paid for the test. She studied her butt off and she took the test a second time. Don't you know? Her scores went down. So she was mad and she's like, I am going to get this now. So she paid for it a third time. And, you know, this and that and the other. She was a high school student and things got busy. And all of a sudden it was one week before the test. And she realized she hadn't studied. She panicked and she talked to her mom. Her mom hired me and we worked on a Monday. We worked on a Wednesday. We worked on a Friday on Saturday. She retook her SAT test and scored 90 points higher than her first time. Oh, my gosh. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. Of course, the clients that I'm talking about have given me permission to share their stories. But this particular client, what we discussed had nothing to do with math or tests. There were other things out here, right, that were interfering with her ability to concentrate. And that's what I found mostly is that we have other things going on that we may or may not acknowledge that are kind of in the back of our brain. And until we get those cleared, we cannot make intelligent decisions. And for your leaders out in the world who are overwhelmed with everything that's going on, until you get this clarity, making decisions is just absolutely overwhelming. 
Mm. Allison, would you like to try it? Oh my gosh, I absolutely would. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions and I'm going to take notes. And the reason why I take notes is because everything we do has got to be your words. Okay. 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 So can you tell me some little thing that causes you a little bit of worry or anxiety, fear, frustration, or stress? Oh, you've already got it. I can see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, actually, I have, I do have it. Uh, a little thing would be probably I, I actually, it's a big thing. I'm going to be on a TV series and I don't know anything about um, what what's happening. And so I am a person who likes to control things. And so to not know and to go into that, that place of unknowing is causing me a little bit of fear. And um, when you think about not knowing what's going on in that TV series, is it fear is, is the strongest emotion? No, you know, I think it's excitement and exhilaration, but then I think in the back of my head, there's the fear of, okay, well, but I want to know, I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know how to prepare. And when I do events, I am able to prepare for that event or for that speaking opportunity. Even for this podcast, I was able to take some time to prepare, to have a conversation with you and to walk into an unknown scenario uh, is just, it's, it's uncomfortable for me. Sure. And which is stronger, fear or uncomfortable? Mm, I think it's uncomfortable. Okay, great. And from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, when you think about walking into that TV series and not really knowing what's going on, where do you feel being uncomfortable in your body? Where does you feel? In my chest. In your chest. Okay. And um, when you think about going into that TV series and not having control and not being prepared and you have this uncomfortable in your chest from zero to 10, where zero is like, ah, no big deal. I'll figure it out. I'm really good at what I do. And 10 is, ah, it's the most uncomfortable you've been in your life. What number is it? I would say it's probably like a six. A six. Okay. And is this a true statement right here, right now? I feel safe. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to repeat words after me. And we're going to ask those that are listening to also tap along with us. Um, if I say something, you go, you know what? Mm, that's not quite right. Or I would use different words or I'd say it. Will you phrase it in your own words for me? Sure. Okay, great. Okay, so we're ready to start. What we're going to do is first without words, just so that we can kind of get an idea of what we're doing. And then we'll add the words. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. So on the side of your hand, between your wrist and your uh, little finger, and you can use either hand, it doesn't matter. I want you to tap right there. Oh, look, you've got that beautiful purple uh, fingernail polish. I do. Awesome. <laughs> and I want you just thinking about that TV series and how uncomfortable it's making you. And we're not going to say any words. We're just going to tap right there. And then I'm going to lead you through some of the other points that we're going to tap. Okay? Okay. And just take a breath in and out. I don't know if you know or not, but 70% of our toxins leave through our exhale, through our breath, but not where you think they <laughs> The next pot we're going to tap is right on the crown of your head, right on the top of your head. And you can use one hand or the other, or you can do the monkey move and do both. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next spot, and I'm going to get a close-up, so fair warning, is going to be on the edge of your eyebrow, right above your nose. There you go. You got it right on the edge of your eyebrow. And again, you can use one hand or the other or both. Our next spot, Allison, that we're going to tap is on the side of the eye, between the eye and the hairline, and tap right there. And you're thinking about how uncomfortable you feel with that TV series. Yeah. And then where I store all my bags, right under your eye, store there. I'm always ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you want to go, I'm ready. 
And then our next spot is under our nose, right above our lips. And then above our, uh, below our lips, above our chin. And then what I ask my clients to do is to cross your wrists and tap right there on your collarbone. And just take a breath. Oh, that feels good, right? Mm, and yeah. then our last spot is going to be about four inches under our arms. So we go about four inches under our arms. We give a hearty tap on our ribs. Again, we can use one hand or the other or both. Or you can come at it sideways. Doesn't matter. And then um, the last thing I'm going to ask you to do, and it's kind of funny, I have all my clients do a breath out, kind of like in a cartoonish figure. So it looks like this. <gasps> <laughs> 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 that's fun okay so now we're going to add words so we you were feeling uncomfortable in your chest and it was at a level six so let's add some words to our tapping shall we mm-hmm. and we're going to ask everyone who's watching to tap along with us okay you will help allison and also you may have something called borrowing benefits which means that you may not have uncomfortable in your chest about a new tv series but you may have something else that it may help you so here we go we're going to repeat a sentence, a version of a sentence three times, and it goes something like this. So repeat after me, even though. Even though. I'm thinking about that TV series. I'm thinking about that TV series. I don't have control over it. I don't have control over it. And uh, I don't know how to prepare. And I don't know how to prepare. This is making me feel uncomfortable in my chest. This is making me feel uncomfortable in my chest. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Even though, even though my chest is full of feeling uncomfortable, even though my chest is full of feeling uncomfortable, just thinking about that TV series, just thinking about that TV series and how I don't know how to prepare, (laughs) how I don't know how to prepare right here, right now. I feel safe anyway, right here, right now. I feel safe anyway. And then last time, even though, even though I like to prepare, I like to prepare. I have no idea how to prepare for this TV series. I have no idea how to prepare for this TV series. And it's making me feel uncomfortable in my chest. And it's making me feel uncomfortable in my chest. Oh, but right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. But right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And then top of your head. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. And then edgy eyebrow. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Side of the eye. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Under the eye. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Under the nose. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Under the lips. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Then cross your arms. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. And then four inches down and give yourself a pat. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Feeling uncomfortable in my chest. Okay, you ready for the blowout? Here we go. (gasps) (sighs) So when you think about that TV series now, Allison, and how uncomfortable you feel from zero to 10, where is it now? Two? I feel so much lighter. It's crazy. (laughs) Right? Yes. The amazing thing, they've been doing statistical uh, clinical studies on this uh, for the last 40 years around the world. And what they found is that when you compare tapping to uh, cognitive behavior or talk therapy, and also uh, something called EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, they have found that among the three of them, that EMDR and EFT are way more um, helpful than cognitive behavior therapy, because with cognitive behavior therapy, 
the emotions can return. But with these two, they don't return. Now, here's the killer difference. With EMDR, you've got to be sitting in front of a therapist because you might have a traumatic response. But with EFT, you can work with a mathematician uh, <laughs> and have success and then learn how to do it yourself. So you will have the ability to do this on your own, to control your own emotions so that you can reduce your own stress, which means that you can make more intelligent decisions and be a much better leader. Oh, that was amazing. Yay. I want to just clap for you. Thank you. This is going to be so helpful for our leaders all over the globe. And that took hardly any time, my friends, and I got a result from it right away. And so if you're listening, thinking there's no way, try it. Keep it open. If a mathematician is telling us that this works, there's a possibility that she is not kidding you. It, I seriously feel so much better. And I appreciate that you actually walked me through the process because, you know, there's some things that you have to experience in order f- to understand. And I think that that was one of the things that I needed to do is I needed to experience it in order to understand it more fully. Now, Allison, here's the really interesting part. You got it from a six to a two. Mm-hmm. If you do it again and get it to a zero, that feeling of being uncomfortable when you, in times when you can't prepare, will not return. Really? Really. So I have to do it again is what it sounds like. Want to do it real quick? Sure. Let's go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Even though. Even though. I still have a little bit of feeling uncomfortable. I still have a little bit of feeling uncomfortable. And it's in my chest. That's in my chest. Right here, right now. I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now. I feel safe anyway. Even though. Even though. I still don't know how to prepare. I still don't know how to prepare. For this TV show. For this TV show. And I'm still feeling a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. And I'm still feeling a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Even though. Even though. When I think about not being prepared for this TV series. When I think about not being prepared for this TV series. There's still a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. There's still a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Right here, right now, I feel safe. Right here, right now, I feel safe. And then top of the head. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Um, edge of the eyebrow. Just a little bit of uncomfortable because I don't know how to prepare. Just a little bit of uncomfortable because I don't know how to prepare. By the eye. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Under the eye. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just a little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Under the nose. A little bit of uncomfortable left in my chest. Just a little bit of uncomfortable left in my chest. What if that little bit of uncomfortable in my chest broke up and left? What if that little bit of uncomfortable broke up and left? Just that little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just that little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just that little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Just that little bit of uncomfortable in my chest. Okay, blow it all out. I feel so much better. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, launch listeners, I know you can't see this. This video, I'm going to have to share the video is what's going to have to happen. But um, that is amazing. Wow. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. I see why you're so passionate about sharing it. Because if you can do that to help somebody overcome stress, anxiety, worry, fear, all of these different things, like that can transform their life because now they can show up as 
that best version of themselves, right? And especially, you know, you shared your client who was going to take a test and she, you know, I mean, think about that fear and that worry and like, oh my gosh, you put all this pressure on yourself. But if you can walk in with clarity and with strength and with your power, like you show up as a different person. That's awesome. And what's very cool about leaders who are doing this, um, yeah, because the leaders are just as scared and just as nervous as, about what's going on as the rest of us, but they can't show it as much as, you know, we go up to the leaders and say, what are you going to do? What's going to happen? And they're thinking to themselves, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But when they tap and allow that, that, that rush of energy, that rush of excitement, that rush to come back because they're not blocked energetically by worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, stress, then they can think and they can be the best, very best leaders that they're meant to be. Mm, That's so beautiful. And, you know, just thinking about that high energy emotions versus low energy emotion. And so when we're stuck in those low energy emotions, which is worry, fear, like all of those different things, you've done the research on this, but you're literally using a different part of your brain, right? You're, You're tapping into a different area of your brain. And so you can't even access that logic part of your brain, the higher area of your brain. And so when we're thinking about leaders making bigger decisions, if you're in fear, if you're in survival zone, I mean, you just can't even access that part. So you need to do something. And a lot of times what we do is we just try to push it away, right? That's what I was trying to do. I was like, I'll just ignore it and it'll go away eventually, but it doesn't, right? You have to do something in order to make that change. So, you know, one of the things that we're talking about is stress management, right? And um, how important is this to our lives and to showing up as the best version of ourselves? Well, Allison, as I mentioned earlier, 80% of medical visits are stress-induced. And so when you can manage your stress, when you can release your stress, you are actually going to positively affect your health uh, and your emotional being. Um, it's, it'll affect your relationships. It will affect your finances. Um, because, you know, I, I have a mastermind where I work with uh, people on getting through money blockages. It will affect your leadership ability because if you're feeling, if you're feeling like you said, the survival mode where you're going, you want to go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, that's just the amygdala part of your brain that's taking over. And it doesn't matter what you're thinking in your prefrontal cortex where you have all of these, you know, six sigma and all the different things that you need to do and you know how to do and you're like going to go forward. But the amygdala is going to say, whoa, wait a minute, I need to keep you alive first. Mm-hmm. And so it hijacks your prefrontal cortex where you can't think. You're not allowed to really get into the decisions, that the deep decisions that you need to make. Um, so yeah, this is, my clients have told me that knowing how to do this and working with me has been literally life changing. Mm. So it impacted you first, right? You experienced a change within yourself. So tell us a little bit more about your personal journey with um, (laughs) EFT, because I think that that's really important for people to understand too. Uh, So Allison, that's pretty funny. Um, I'm I'm laughing because uh, I've had a, I had a turbulent childhood. I attended 12 different schools in five different states and ran away from home when I was a junior in high school, was a foster child for a year hitchhiked my way to college back and forth. Um, So I've got lots of stories. And so I've got lots of material to work on to tap on. But the one thing that made the biggest difference on tapping for me is trying to overcome this incredible fear that was devastating my family and and negatively affecting our whole dynamics. And that was my, my deep, deep distrust and fear of housework. I had to get over it. 
And unfortunately, I didn't do the wise thing, and that is to work with a practitioner. I decided to work on my own. And working on your own, you don't ask yourself, you know, the right kind of questions that you would when you work with a practitioner. But working on my own, it took me eight hours of sitting on a couch because I sat down on the couch and I said, I am not leaving until I figure out what the heck's going on. And it came back to what we call a limiting belief. We all have limiting beliefs. So my limiting belief was based on the fact that we did move a lot when I was growing up. And as the oldest child of three children of a single mom, I was the one that was in charge of cleaning each unit before we moved on. And so to me, what I finally figured out, cleaning the house meant I was moving and I was always moving to someplace that was never as clean as what I had just finished. So I turned to my husband and I said, so we're not moving. We had lived there for over 20 years. Uh, no, we're not moving, Katie. Okay, good. <laughs> so I have overcome the fear. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but, I, but it, was, it was based on limiting belief of a sense of responsibility and a sense of um, turbulence in my life. Mm-hmm. And overcoming that just really gave me so much more confidence in so many things. Now, side note, I still don't clean my house. But I don't worry about it as much. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's absolutely okay. And I think, you know, I I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your experience because I think that's important for people to recognize whether you like it or not, leaders, you have a past. We all do. And so healing from that past and being able to move forward and be that best version of yourself sometimes takes you sitting on a couch healing yourself just like you did or finding amazing, wonderful people like Dr. Katie to help you go through that healing process so that you can first show up for yourself, right? A lot of times we want to show up for everybody else in our lives. And we forget that the first person we need to show up for is ourselves. And we need to, we need to own those limited beliefs or those experiences that might hurt or traumatize us and in order to, to heal from them and move forward. And I think that what you did really now you're, you're a healer of others, which is really beautiful, right? Like that trauma and that hurt and that pain that you had to experience actually is now turned around and it's healing the world in a, in a really great way. So I'm super grateful that you are doing that and you went through your own journey of healing in order to become that person who you are today. Thank you, Allison. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. And this launch leaders, that's why we get better. That's why we work on ourselves first. That's why we take the time to listen to the podcast, to learn and grow and be open to the possibility. Because as we own our own stuff, we are able to help the world in a really great way. And that's, that's really exciting to me. Um, I know that you have some things that you've done in your life to launch to the next level. Could you share two or three? I was in my late 50s when I was able to accomplish one of my dreams that I'd written down when I was 18 years old, I had listed uh, five, five things. And one of them was I was going to earn my PhD by the time I was 25. Instead, by the time my youngest of three children was 25, that's when I started my PhD program. I was working full time and finished my PhD in math education in four years. And doing that actually uh, got me into tapping. And that has launched me into a whole nother, another area that, that I hadn't anticipated and that I'm enjoying tremendously. Of course, I have to mention um, in terms of personal issues, um, my husband is my white knight in my life. And um, yeah, this summer we will have known each other 50 years and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> mm, 
It's beautiful. Oh my goodness. I love that. Wonderful. So you've just kind of been stepping outside your comfort zone to try new things and and that leads you on the journey. That's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have a book that you are passionate about reading over and over and over again. Do you have one of those books? And if you do, could you share it with our listeners? Yeah, I have a lot of those. Um, uh, Benjamin and Rosamond Zander wrote a book, The Art of Possibility, I think it's called. And uh, I try to read that uh, every year. Every summer, I definitely read uh, Your Best Year Yet. I've been doing that for 20 years. And I, uh, every one of my kids came home from college. And when they came home, I said, you know, welcome home. We're so glad to see you for two weeks. And then after that, <laughs> you got to get a job or, you know, do something that you're not staying here long. But I had them go through this book with me, that Your Best Year Yet. And they did so kicking and screaming. None of them liked it, um, but it helped kind of set goals. And I do it when I help organizations with strategic planning. I do pretty much the same kind of, of modalities. And it's so effective. And it helps me decide what to do like every day of my life. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Those are so helpful. I'm so glad I asked you that question. That's amazing. And I don't think anybody has mentioned either one of those books. So oh, they're both great. They're both yeah, great. yeah. I'm going to have to order them. I'm so excited. I know that you have experienced difficult or stressful times. And is it, what is your process for dealing with that? You know, I know we just got out of the, the pandemic or we're in the process of getting out of the pandemic. What are things that you do? Like you have probably like a technique of like, this is what I do automatically is it EFT right away or do you go and you contact somebody like what is your process for dealing with stressful times that's a really good question um Allison and I think it's changed over the years I I do know that probably almost 40 years ago um, back when it was the thing to do I had a personal mission statement and it was education at every turn and for me it meant that sometimes I'm the teacher and sometimes I'm the student And that at every tournament, it didn't matter what happened. There was always either something to learn or something to teach. So I wrote this short little book called Shower Blessings. And in it, I talk about how it doesn't matter what happens, good, bad, and different. I always give thanks. That's the first thing I do is I always give thanks for whatever difficulty, whatever is, is to always give thanks because there's something really wonderful that is about to bestow upon me. And I may never know it, or I may know it today or tomorrow or 10 years from now but I always give thanks. And then the second thing, now I tap. Uh, my husband and I were in a, a pretty serious car accident a couple of years ago, and he lost consciousness. I was still conscious. And so I got out of the car to, to see what I could do to help him. And he, I didn't know what to do. The, nobody was there. And I'm not, I'm not an emergency person. I'm a mathematician, I keep telling you. <laughs> right. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, I will tap on him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do, I do tap, um, a lot. I do a lot of um, meditation, prayer, journaling, um, uh, a lot of that. Um, I've actually taken classes and then considered an angel messenger, which that's kind of fun. Mm. And I do, I do reach out. Uh, I mostly, I reach out to my sister. She's, um, I need to write a book about my sister, Debbie, because she doesn't let me get by with hardly anything. She pretty much emotionally slaps me up the side of the head and says, what do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she kind of puts me, I remember one time I was complaining about something and she's like, what are you talking about? Look at all these wonderful things that you have. How could you possibly be unhappy? And I was like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. We need people like that to remind us sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Those are beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you, Katie, for being a part of the launch podcast. This was an amazing episode. I know that I experienced something magical um, today. And I, I appreciate you for that, for sharing that gift with us. How do people get a hold of you? So the best way to reach me is email, just because I I'm a lot of different places, but um, my email is hello at drnall.com. So it's H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. You can, I'll, I'll tell your uh, listeners too, I always give this out. Nobody's called me yet, but you can call me. Uh, my phone number is area code 772-480-0541. Again, that's 772-480-0541. And I'd love to, I'd love to chat. Oh my gosh. How amazing. Well, thank you, Dr. Katie, for being on the launch podcast. I know this episode is going to help so many people just like it has me for all of our listeners who have enjoyed this episode, who probably know somebody who is dealing with worry, anxiety, fear, all of the things, right? Make sure you share this episode because this could be the answer that they are looking for. And you just never, never know who you're going to be able to help. So thanks again and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.